Second and victory. happening titans fans welcome back to the second and victory podcast my name is austin nelson uh, another titans football season has arrived uh, in just a few short days the titans will open up against the arizona cardinals at nissan stadium uh, and i'm i'm pumped uh, there's nobody else that i would want to talk ball with than my two co-hosts the one and only the ones and onlys brett bachelor and chris carter how we doing fellas my Good, man. how are you i'm great Another season, like we're back, y'all. This is like we're this back. is the first official like podcast of 2021. I am yes, stoked. yes, yeah. yeah I'm probably. so excited. All right, well, before we get started, um, stop the podcast, hit pause, skirt, hit subscribe. Um, tell your friends, go tell your co-workers who are Titans fans, tell your grandma who watches the Titans on Sundays. I know she's got a smartphone. Tell her to hit subscribe and uh, rate five stars, do all that jazz. We appreciate it and uh, appreciate the support. Um, we are brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com and 440 Sports. Make sure you go check out Broadway Sports Media. They're, the guys over there are doing a fantastic job with Titans coverage right now, and it's only going to get better throughout the season. Um, Titans news, you'll get your latest Nashville SC and Preds news as well. And I know y'all are the big Nashville SC, SC fans. They're still rolling, right? They're still rolling. Honey Mukhtar so, MVP. Still rolling. Honey Mukhtar MVP. Yeah, agreed. I mean, they just uh, beat arguably the best team in the league. So, um, yeah, beat them three to one in what should have been a three to nothing game. So, absolutely. Y'all watched the game right? a few weeks ago? Yeah. Yes. Last, was, yeah. Wait, I had that on Friday. And then, oh, yeah, Brett and I went to a game together a few weeks yes. ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. It was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. That's they awesome. won that with, bro, dogs too. Beat DC United, handled DC United the whole game too. Yep. Handled them. Whatever that means. <laughs> they, they blew them out. They blew them out. Uh, no, I know that, but like whatever, you know, DC oh, United. DC United. Are they good? Yeah. Com- compare them to like a NFL team. What's the uh, relation? What would you say, Chris? Are they like, um, a, they're like a Jets or they're like a no. uh, Chargers or they're like a Packers? No, they're, DC United is kind of like, uh, they're kind of, I'd probably more go like more like the Chargers, okay. I'd say. Yeah. And Nashville, Nashville, let's see. There's Colts. Really compare them to Maybe Colts? Yeah, Colts. Colts. Yeah. Colts I think it's a good one. comparison. Um, Nashville SC, you can't time. normally, yeah. Nashville SC, you can't normally compare it to an NFL team because they're so new. But if yeah. you're to compare it to an NHL team, I would put them like Vegas. Nashville SC is pretty much the polar opposite of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, as a yeah. as a new team, I mean they were. Yes, you know they that they, they have. I mean the Nashville SC is just playing extremely good soccer right now. I'd put them. I'd put them like the Vegas Golden Knights, to be honest with you. Like coming into yeah. the league and immediately making an impact. Yep. Hell yeah. I love seeing the stuff on Twitter and, you know, tweets and, and, and Facebook posts and whatnot. People are excited about it. And the fan base is growing stadium, like crazy, the, too. The new stadium looks amazing. It uh, does. From the, from the pictures I've seen. So I'm excited to go check it out. I'll probably go when the stadium's built. I know National, the Nissan Stadium's having them right now, and the games look electric. Um, I do want to say one more thing about the team uh, while we're on them. Uh, he just mentioned Hani Mutar. Uh, that dude is an absolute stud right now. If you want to get into soccer, and one a favorite player to root for. He is the one. Uh, dude's a young player. Uh, he's German, uh, but this guy's tied for the league lead in, in total points between goals and assists right now. 
Uh, he's just absolutely electric, and he's so much fun to watch. Number one Hani Mukhtar fan right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there the you fan. go. There I'm you the go. Fan. Um, all right, so Chris and I, and Brett, I, you're a Drake fan, correct? Yeah, big time. Of course. Who's not a Drake fan? That's the real exactly. question. Exactly. You, you can say Kanye it, fans. Yeah, you can Kanye say fans. even Kanye fans are Drake fans. That's the, that's the fact. Yeah. And Chris and I, I mean, I've been a Drake fan since day one, back in the Degrassi days, dude. I, I love Aubrey Grant. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's nothing yeah. – oh, yeah. I, I, I love the man. Uh, so, Certified Lover Boy just dropped this past Friday. And for those who are not Drake fans who do not care about this, you guys are more than welcome to fast forward a little bit throughout the podcast. That's fine. But we got to <laughs> talk about it. This has got to be discussed on here. Chris, have you you listened to it all the way through. Probably numerous times by now, right? Six six times now, I think. Okay, so you've got a full feel for it now. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, it's the the perfect combination of all of Drake. Okay, I like that. Um, I agree. I mean, pretty much no matter what project is your favorite Drake project, I think there's a number of songs that are that you can fall in love with on this album. If you like Drake's entire discography like I do, then it's the perfect group of, of songs, I think, for, for a Drake fan. I'm Night, the, the, uh, the, I do want to say, I'm from West Tennessee originally, spent a whole lot of my life in Memphis. The run from Yeba's Heartbreak through Knife Talk is one of my favorite runs of a Drake album. Uh, that is pure Memphis. Uh, for those that don't know, Yeba is from Memphis, West Memphis, Arkansas, um, so a suburb of Memphis. Uh, but went to school at Belmont, so she has a little Nashville connection too. Uh, but that song, and then the next song features a Three Six Mafia sample, mm-hmm. and then the song after that features Project Pat. So mm-hmm. that Memphis run is awesome. The way Project Pat comes in a Knife Talk is, is yeah, this the I, Knife Talk is probably top two favorite, one of my favorite songs on the album because I wanted, like you said, the whole the whole album, you kind of get a whole feel for Drake. Oh, he's yeah. done. But I wanted like one more nonstop on this album, like one yeah. more mob ties. And we didn't get it. So you got Knife Talk is pretty close. No Friends in the Industry is pretty close. Um, there's probably one I'm missing. But when you get an a album title like Certified Lover Boy, you know what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get the love songs, yes. the slow songs, the, the really him singing, the early Drake stuff. Yeah, and so yeah, all in all, like you said, Chris, I probably listened to it five or six times when I'm in the car right now on the way to work or on the way home. I'm I'm learning it. I'm listening to it. So there's also some amazing features on the album. A lot I'm of torn, good features. I'm torn between which one's my favorite between Twenty One Savage on Knife Talk or mm-hmm. Giveon. Uh, Giveon's verse in it is just insane. He's one of the best singers I think in the industry right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but the features are awesome. Uh, the whole the whole project I thought is is just a bop from start yeah, to finish it, it's far and people are hating I, on it and i don't understand why okay so Dude, it's, people are hating on it because it, it's drake everybody hates they can on hate drake on it, nowadays for some it. reason i think like me personally i like it i've listened to it twice i'm more personally i'm more of like a scorpion like 2018 type of drake yeah. that type that type of it uh so i mean i'm not saying that i don't like it i like it but it's not where it's like every single song was a hit for me kind of mm-hmm. like scorpion was but i like the 121 I like the one with Future a lot. Uh, kind of more, I guess, 2018 type of Drake. So yeah. it's good. It's good. I'm just more of a Scorpion album type of person, if that makes sense. I wasn't sure which song would take off, and I'm glad Way Too Sexy is the one that's taken off. Mm-hmm. Girl, it's had the girls best beat, want, too. Girls, 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 girls. That was the number yeah. one song in the, on the Glow. In the that's glow. probably my favorite on song on the album, because I love Little Girls. Girls Want Girls? On the, on the, on the Glow. 
Um, yeah, I love Lil Baby. <laughs> Lil Baby's my guy. Baby's oh, I love Lil Baby. Um, yeah. So he just has a lot of good quotes in this, a lot of good lyrics in this in this album. So yeah, I think my favorite is uh, "Anxiety is a drug that I used to get the job done." I mean, I feel one. that. That's a good one. Everything about it, man. The the samples he uses, even have you, have y'all seen the way too sexy music video? Yeah, no. Drake in a fat suit walking on the beach. It's just like, dude, he's he's a comedian. Like he's so funny in his in his in his music videos. Like people yeah. want to watch anything he does, and he just has a way. He's so creative. Is that the it. one? Is that the one with Kawhi in the music yeah. video? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, you guys can come back to the podcast. Now we're talking Titans again. Sorry for that. <laughs> we just had to get our uh, our certified lover boys. Uh, question though, out of here. Have y'all listened to Donda? Yeah. What you I think? Um, I wanted to give it a chance. I really did. And I listen. I, I truly like four or five songs on it, but mm-hmm. it's already off of my phone. I, I I'm, not, I'm not all the way through it yet. I do like Jail, but I'm not all the way through it yet. But Jail's Jail's good, jail so. is actually excellent. Um, yeah. I, I kind of agree with with Austin here. Um, I'm a big Kanye fan uh, mm-hmm. of his music. Like, I think Graduation's a great album. Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is probably one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, but I don't know. I was underwhelmed. Um, Any any time you can bring like like in jail, how he brings in like like the the old school old school kind of like church chorus and behind. I I love that any type of song. So I like that song a lot, but I haven't gotten through the whole album yet. So you need to listen to some Three Six Mafia then, because yeah, that's, yeah, that's literally a big so. part of their uh, their beat making, mm-hmm. their production. Titans week one. <laughs> yeah, we we can make this a music podcast. We can, <laughs> we can. Um, well, I'm sure I'm sure AJ Brown and Julio like Donda and CLB. So I mean. That's what I'm excited about. When we go to Titans games now, like you'll hear the the way too sex. You'll hear the, absolutely the new music. That I, I'm excited for that. Um, all right, let's start with this. So the Titans announced captains today. It was around the league, pretty much. Everybody announced captains either today or yesterday, tomorrow even. But the Titans were today, and no surprises here on that front. Um, Want to get y'all's thoughts on it? But the five captains selected for the Titans in 2021: Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Kevin Byard, Jeffrey Simmons, and Brett Kern. I mean, those are your vocal leaders. It's not, those yeah, are, it's those not are the guys that are that we all know are talking too. So yes. we've seen we've seen Derek break down the huddle. We've seen Jeffrey break down the huddle. We've seen Kevin break down the huddle. Like those are the guys that these this locker room looks up to. So and I think just be, just because you're not as vocal on the field, like Derek doesn't trash talk, that doesn't mean that you can't be a leader. Because sometimes because yeah. I saw a lot of people asking about Taylor the Wand. They're like, where's Taylor? Just because that you talk on the field or you don't talk on the field doesn't mean that you're not a leader. It's, it's I mean, because we've all heard that that locker room talk and what goes on behind the scenes is really what drives teams. So the five people that are the leaders, I don't think anybody was really surprised by it at all. I'm excited to see Jeffrey Simmons be one. I mean, like you mm-hmm. said, Chris, he's kind of been breaking down the huddle since his, his rookie season. Um, he, they, people just flock to Jeffrey Simmons, man. He's got that, that alpha mentality. And I'm going to stop right here. Have you guys watched the Mississippi Made? um i've seen the first episode oh man yeah. it's great i didn't know the relation for those two how close they were that was a very very well put out piece by by nate and the entire social media team that was really good nate's yeah, awesome all the, nate's so all good. the scenes of, of uh big jeff getting drafted and all that i thought was really cool and then how they actually like talked about the the situation was right, right after it was cool um, the cool part about watching the Mississippi made was that if you guys watched the the bottom of the, uh, I guess the, the last screen, it was, uh, presented by Wesley mortgage. And that's the company I work for. 
Shout out. So that was kind of cool. The the mortgage. Shout out. I'm Wesley Financial. The mortgage is like a sister company, and they are now the official mortgage sponsor of the Tennessee Titans. So we're very free shout outs. No free shout outs. Free shout outs. No free shout outs. No free shout outs. Okay, yeah. No free shout outs. <laughs> we get the our company got a suite at the game. I was there for the the preseason game. There was only four of us in there, but it was just cool to kind of go up there and just know we had a suite there, and that was that was pretty cool. So you'll see. So you're saying was, you're saying you're giving up your season tickets for the suite now? I would like to, but I don't work for them technically, so I doubt they'll, they'll let me come there every single game. <laughs> but maybe I'll get a few here and there. Hey, you come up here and get a get a drink. So uh, that will uh, will be nice. But okay, so captains, um, yeah, no real shock. I'm happy to see Jeffrey. And um, Brett Kern will be a captain until the day he retires here. Yes. No doubt also, that. also a big shout out. We're all fans, but especially a big shout out to Austin's boy, Corey Davis, being a captain for the New York Jets, which is really cool to see. Now, CD. I'm excited for him this season, man. Yeah, absolutely. My, my, my first bold prediction is that he gets uh, over a thousand yards for the first time. He's going to hit it. He's going to yeah, hit it. No doubt. That was a hit. I think it was Zach's favorite weapon. Should have hit it last uh, year in the preseason. So, um, all right. So, boys, the Titans kind of have a dilemma week one. Um, yeah, who's starting right tackle? You know, I think I don't know who's going to start, but I would not be surprised to see maybe all three Sam Brylow. Oh, I hope and pray that I you're wrong. wrong. I do too. <laughs> I do too. But I mean, if JJ comes in there and just starts dogging them in the first quarter, they're going to have to do something. So, I mean, I, I, I don't I, know, man. I think option one right now is probably David Kessenberry. Yeah. Um, you think over Sombrello? That's my think, that's my guess. I, I think it's going to be uh, David. I mean, I think I think he makes the most sense there, uh, especially based on his playing time last year. Um, he was the first one I think Vrabel mentioned whenever he was talking about him too, which kind of Vrabel tends to do that where when he's talking about like a position, the person he mentions first yes. is like, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see two of them play uh, if it gets to three of them rotating like that man i think i think that's setting up for disaster yeah and i think too go ahead austin mm, go ahead i was just gonna say like they they went with lamb when they signed lamb and drafted Raidens, they didn't expect to be in the situation where neither of them are probably going to play because yeah. when they signed lamb he was kind of going to be like that filler that dennis kelly was for maybe the first couple weeks and let Raidens come in now they don't know what to do with either one of them because neither one of them are panning out the way they thought I, I don't think that Raidens isn't playing out the way they thought. I, I think they knew that it would be a process with him. Yeah. He played one game in the last, you know, year plus. So, yeah. I think they knew that it would probably be a, a, a longer-term project with him. I honestly wouldn't be shocked. I've been thinking about this a lot. I wouldn't be shocked next year if Saffold – because I think Saffold has one year after this season left, right? If if Saffold gets cut and Ray Duns becomes the the left guard there, Ooh. I mean his his position that's versatility blow, is going to be a, a big a big strength. Because, oh so yeah, but would you? You're cut, also talking about Saffold, who's getting up to he'll be 35 next season, I think. Yeah, but he's still playing like a dog, dude. He yeah. is. Oh big yeah, no doubt at all. I but love John Robinson. John, John Robinson. He knows. Robinson, yeah, dude. The guy Robinson, knows what it will go. Exactly. Exactly. So I give it that. Kind of, yeah. Your offensive exactly line next saying. year. Your offensive line next year could be Lawan, Ray Duns, Brewer, Nate Davis, and then whoever at right tackle. I mean, insane, most man. in two years. I don't know about next year because next year could be. I mean, like, what, 
does he move on from Rwanda? Does like you said, Chris, does he move on from Southfold? Does Ben Jones? I mean, do they let him go to like? I don't know about next year, but in two years, Joe, this this offensive line is going to look drastically different. I don't yes. think any, any of those three guys are on the roster in two years. I really don't, and I hate that, but it is what it is. No, and, you're absolutely right. Um, but but we do have the benefit of a drastically increasing cra- uh, cap starting next year, so sure. that's going to help a lot. Yeah, Ray Jones is the, is the long term piece somewhere yes. in that line. I don't know where yet, but somewhere in that line, I definitely think so. Um, I'm going to go with Sembrello. That's my guess for Sunday starting right tackle. Um, I'm going to go with Chris. Quest. I'm going with Questenberry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so something else I want to talk to you guys about is that the defense specifically is starting seven new guys. <laughs> seven. Okay. But I'll take this defense over last year's defense any day of the week. Just, just oh top my gosh, to bottom. Yeah. It is a is a is a much I'll, I'll take this defense over last year's based on athleticism alone. Sure. Absolutely. 100 percent um, but specifically, I want to talk to you guys about the rookie playing time on, on the defense. Um, so you're going to have Caleb Farley. You're going to have um, Elijah Molden. You're going to have – who am I missing? Monty Rice. Bruce. He'll play. He's going to play. Yeah, he'll play. Bud Dupree um, will play. Bud Dupree's going to play. Not a rookie, but Bud Dupree's going to play. Oh, rookie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed – I didn't hear you say that word. You're good. Um, Anthony but, Rush. Mike, Anthony Mike Rush. Mike playing time. He's a rookie, right? What are your? Is he he was a UDFA. Anthony Rush, I think. Man, look at us not prepared for this. No, Anthony Rush has been in the league. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony Rush. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your expectations oh, yeah. for the rookies as a whole in 2021? Oh, There's three on the defense right there. I'm sorry, Rashad Weaver. We missed him. Oh there my gosh, go. the dog. So, so there's four. That on the defense specifically, then you have Makai Sargent and then Dylan Raidens on the uh, the offensive side. I think right now you're going to have contributions by Molden and Weaver, uh, and I think as the season progresses, we'll see at least two, if not three, start rookie starters on defense. Farley's going to play a lot. We know that. Yeah. He's I think. Start. I think he's going to play a lot. I think Farley ends up starting it by the end of the season. I think Molden ends up starting by the end of the season. And I could yes. see Weaver m- making his way up to starter if he's balling out. hope so. It's, man, I don't know. It's, it's just such a – because this Titans defense does not have to be top five, maybe not even top ten in the league. They probably just needs to be top 15, maybe league average at best to at least help the Titans go further in the playoffs than what they did last year. I agree. I agree. Um, one guy we were not going to see is Dez Fitzpatrick. What a Oof. shit show that was in the preseason. That was – man, and I'm glad – I'm glad he made progress towards the end of the preseason. He played okay in the Tampa Bay game. He played okay. He had that drop in the Chicago game, which hurt him. But the, I, it's really good, though, that even though he got cut, that he's at least on the practice squad because I think the Titans still want to use him down the line. He's yeah. just not close to being ready right now. No. I yeah. agree. I, I hate that. But, I, I, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Sorry. But, Brett, yeah, Brett, I agree with that point, though. He's not ready, but no. the progress that we saw from game one to game three, I think, was was massive. Exactly. Um, I mean, he was still making mistakes in game three, and that's that's the evidence you that you're, you're pointing to where he's not ready. But the fact that we've seen growth in him means that he can get there, and I right. think he will get there. 
Uh, so the, to have him on the practice squad, practice him with the team every week, um, you know, coaches being able to focus some energy on him, those sort of things. I think that's huge for a guy like Des Fitzpatrick. I'm kind of glad that he isn't on the 53 because I think he's going to get a lot more uh, dedication and, and uh, dedicated time and stuff from coaches being on the practice squad. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Titans practice squad. I mean, that's a that's a style. It's kind of deep, bro. Bro, he gets. To, it's not like he's catching the balls from some quarterback off the street. He's catching balls from Matt Barkley in practice. No. So, I mean, I mean, Matt Barkley's been in the league for a while, so it's a good guy to learn from. So, um, I hated the pick at the time. I can't lie. I mean, they even traded up to get Desmond Patrick, and when they passed on guys like Terrace Marshall, Am- Amari Rogers, um, you know, they didn't take Elijah Moore like I wanted the entire time. Mm-hmm. But, and AJ um, wanted the entire time. Yeah, it, it just it was a risk. It was a gamble, and obviously it hasn't paid off. Or you'd be on the roster. Um, right. But he's still holding on by a thread. And I don't like you said. I don't. I don't want to see this Fitzpatrick go. I mean, I want him to work no. his way back up the roster and be be a part of the team. Um, you watch his college highlights. I mean, the kid can he could play. But um, that was definitely disappointing to watch. All in all, but. Um, the good yeah, thing is that, like you said, we saw improvement at least. It's not like it was worse from game one to game three of the preseason. It got progressively better. Right. Well, I know one thing for sure that we can all agree on that is the 2021 Titans offense is expected to put up historic numbers, if we're being honest. Um, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is back. Derek Henry, the 2,000-yard rusher, is back. A.J. Brown, who is, has two healthy knees, are back. Yep. And they add a guy, if you guys have heard of him, named Julio Jones in the offseason. Okay? <laughs> I don't know if I've heard of him before. So, is he supposed to be good? A little bit. <laughs> kind of good. So, <laughs> what are the expectations for the Titans offense in 2021? Man. I mean, can you, can you say that you expect 30-plus points per game again? Yeah, 100%. I mean, 30.7 last year, so basically 31 points a game last year. I mean, I mean I, 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 it's going to be close. It's, seriously, it's going to be close. There's I mean, gonna, first, teams first, are going to have to, to outscore the Titans, I think. Yes. Gonna, gonna come out I, that. Yes. And, and, first, and I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Pruitt finds his way back on the 53-man roster at some mm-hmm. point because he's a good receiving tight end, especially in this system, in the Todd Downing type system. So I, I think that – when Ferk gets comfortable, because Swain might start, but Swain is a blocking tight end. And so when they when they let Ferk into the game, when the offense opens up more, it could be – man, you throw in the play action then too. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you got so many guys coming across the middle. I think Wait. the wide receivers are going to be heavily used too. All five of them are going to be heavily used. And this is a team that we know starts two tight ends pretty often on the right. field. So, um yeah, I mean, I, I think this has potential to be the number one offense in the NFL. Um, I I think Tannehill does such a good job with distribution, uh, and the Titans do such a good job of utilizing Derrick Henry mm-hmm. that you could potentially see, you know, Julio and AJ both have, you know, 1,200 yards, and then yes. Derrick, Derrick still get the Russian title. Like there's potential yeah. for that because of how how well Ryan Tannehill runs this offense. And don't forget, if when Darrington Evans is healthy, is a great pass catching back, and Todd Downing likes to use pass catching backs anyways. So you bring back a healthy Darrington Evans on second and third and shorts and stuff like that. 
it opens up the offense even That's, more. Listen to what you said, though, Brett, when he's healthy. We exactly. have not seen a whole lot of Darrington Evans, and right now he's not even going to be playing Sunday. Nope. Um, he, I, dude, he's on a short leash, in my opinion. And I hate that because they, it was a third-round pick last season that they take a, a backup run. And we, know he, and we know he's good, too. I don't think he's on as short of a leash as you think he is. Really? I don't. Dude, it was a it was a COVID season. It was a COVID year. Like nothing went right with with most rookies across the league last year. The 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 health is a big question mark, right? But I don't I don't think he's. I mean, and and you got to remember, like this is short term IR too. So at most he he could. I mean, at minimum it's three weeks. But the fact that he could be back in three weeks, I think, is in a seventeen game season. I I don't think it's as bad as it seems. Okay. I'm gonna remember that on the first on the and, first and, pod. And, and, remember that on the first pod. When we get I to don't. like week eight uh, and he has played two games, Chris, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out for that. I hope you do because that would be awful if he's only played <laughs> two would be games by week out. That would be bad. Um, but I think, season then. I think having a, a what appears to be a stud like Makai Sargent, uh, and then we know Corey Blossom game can can tote the rock mm-hmm. if he needs to. Uh, McNichols. Like I'm, I don't, I'm not at all worried about running back depth, dude. This, speaking of big, or not McNichols, uh, blasting game. I think y'all saw it because I think we put it out on Twitter. Did y'all see the play in the Tampa Bay game where they play action to the right and roll where he could have had like an left. 80 yard dude, touchdown? He was so wide open, wide he just open. snuck through the line, and he's a dual because you saw in the Chicago game too how fast he was. He's just such a dual threat because you give him to him on the goal line or you can pass it to him too. So that's another, that's a good point, Chris. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Second Inventory. You can get us there. Um, we are, dude, guys, we're 30 followers away from 5,000. 5,000, man. This Almost is there. so cool. It's been a long so run, cool, man. man. It's been a hell of a run. Um, are you guys nervous at all that Todd Downing is going to be a little rusty and the Titans not right. as good as they did? Not right now. With Arthur Smith? Not right now. No, I think no, you got to give it a couple weeks. I, I really think Ryan Tannehill is the the – Decision maker on that offense. The I, mean, I, th- I mean, I think when it comes down to it, that, you know, Downey's going to give him some plays to tote out there and stuff, but the, the final decision is going to come down to Tannehill. I, they, they look good in preseason. I mean, <laughs> offense is damn near unstoppable the first two weeks of, the, of preseason. I um, mean, they even put up, what, 24 against Chicago? So, uh, yes. Something like that. I mean, they, they looked fine. But that was that did include a pick six, though, right? Right. We threw we threw a pick six. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, they, I, the office was fine. It was Todd Downey calling plays, obviously. So, hoping that translates into the to the season. Um, it's just it's yes. just it, it. My next question here is, how does that? Like you have to give Derek his touches. Like how yeah. how how do you balance this offense when you want to give Derek twenty touches a game, but you also want to at least give Julio and AJ minimum like seven targets a piece? Yeah, it's it's, just, it's I it's, it's a good a, hey, it's a good it's a good problem. It's a good yeah. problem to have, but you have you're gonna have to find a way to stay on the field because it have to be sustained drives. Mm-hmm. Which if you want to get him all the ball, I mean, if Derek's running twenty times a game and he's got you know three hundred yards. That keep giving him the ball. It doesn't AJ and Julio will get it the next week because people will start covering covering Derek. But you're gonna have to find a way to stay on the field, and I, and I think that's part of where it's gonna come from. The defense too is the improvement of that defense, 
because that's going to play a huge role. I mean, we saw that it did last year, but the off- we knew week in, week out last year, the offense was going to be so good. This year, obviously, with the new OC, it's a lot of it's going to become dependent on the defense to see if they can keep the offense on the field. And I don't think I don't think you're going to have any um, dramatics uh, behind the scenes with AJ and Julio if if Derek's getting his no getting, getting oh. touches and getting his yards. Those are two no. guys that are willing blockers. Obviously, uh, those are two guys that respect the hell out of Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I don't think that'll ever become an issue. But I totally agree. I, I, it's a it's a good problem to have, uh, but it could become a problem if if you can't figure out proper distribution to to keep the offense moving down the field. I think the key. The Chiefs have made it work. True. Chiefs have made it work. So granted, well, they don't they don't have a running back like Derrick Henry. I was going to say but, they don't have as, as great as a running back as as Derrick is, but right. Um, I think you hit, you hit it on it, Brett. It's time of possession, and mm-hmm. I think it's something that they have to control this season is is, is keeping on the ball and and turnover free football, which is the Titans have been pretty good at. The last couple of years, yeah, not turn, turnover free football. Um, they hold on to the ball. They're very disciplined, and that's that's just variable. But um, you guys probably won't get this right. But can you guess where the Titans ranked last season in terms of time of possession? Oh, time of possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what middle of the pack? Okay, I'm gonna say top ten. Twenty eighth. Oh, I didn't shit. think. Wow, so I thought it was middle of the pack. I didn't know it was that low. I, Man. I can't. I mean, it it didn't feel like that. I mean, no, I guess when Derek runs for sixty yards on every play, you don't really hold the it's ball. Probably, that long, but. <laughs> yeah. It's probably it's something like you don't. I mean, because they, they scored so fast at times. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, and I think that probably comes down to that, right? Yeah. Because I mean, Titans had to be in the upper echelon of the league when it came to like explosive plays. So number of explosive plays. So those those. Those take away from time of possession, obviously. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Titans in and, the preseason. And we also know that the defense couldn't get off the field in third down. So. Oh, Titans God. in the preseason, 23 points in Atlanta, 34 points in Tampa Bay, and then 24 points against Chicago. Yeah. So 23, 34, 27. So. Yeah. All right. We're going to take some Twitter questions right here. Um, again, get us on Twitter at second and victory. Um, this comes from at Canadian underscore Titan. What's the best soup? Creamy tomato. Okay. I'm not a soup fan, so I can't what? answer that. Like, I'm not actually, a soup guy. I actually hate soup. Uh, I don't like yeah. soup either. Soup is one of my least, but I'm not a if I'm sick, if I'm sick, creamy tomatoes where it's at. Okay. I love cereal. I know that's way different than soup, obviously, but I'm not I'm not a soup guy, so. But is well, it? That's like, it's a, is that's cereal like, that's that like different the, than that, soup? That's like is the is a hot dog a sandwich question. Is cereal a soup? It's like the a same, hot dog's not a sandwich. No, it's no, not. It's not. But I agree. Yeah, it's not a sandwich. I agree. And I don't think cereal's a soup either. Well, I don't either, but because cereal's cold. If it was warm, it'd be different. Cereal's cold, so that makes it its own thing. Or it's just a cold soup. But there's also <laughs> gazpacho, which is uh, a cold soup. So. Remember yeah, cold that, soup? You know, that's actually a good question. Canadian. On ESPN, remember that cold soup? Is that Dude, cold I soup forgot steak? all about that. Or was it cold pizza? Cold pizza. Cold pizza, shit. Cold pizza. Yeah, cold Come pizza. Come on, man. Yeah, cold Damn. pizza. Yeah. That's how, it's been a long time since it's been on TV. Sorry. Um, I'd, t- I'd take that right now over some of the other stuff. This is from at J uh, – I hope I get it right. At J Weir. Hope that's right. If you're listening, sorry, my brother. Uh, he asked, is there going to be possible offensive regression because of no Arthur Smith and his absurd red zone efficiency? 
we're kind of just hinting on it, but just to answer his question. It's a fair question. No, I think it's a fair sure. question to ask. And because people said the same thing when Marcus left, because Marcus was so efficient in the red zone. Yeah. They said, okay, is Tannehill going to be able to do it? So it's definitely a fair question. I think because of the weapons that you have, it necessarily won't drop off that much. And again, I go back to, to Michael Pruitt. When If he's on the 53, you know, because we've seen him so good in the red zone. You've seen Perk in the red zone. And then if Darrington Evans is healthy, those are the those are the red zone threats that you have. So if everything is clicking, everybody's there, I don't think that would be, be that much of a drop, but it is definitely a very fair question. Yeah, totally agree with Brett. I mean, I think it I, it comes down to the players um, more, more than the coach, I think, in that regard. And I think if the players are making plays happen, then there won't be a regression. Yeah, because you remember the the Washington game. Sorry, Austin. The Washington game two years ago when, when Michael Pruitt kind of had his his breakout as as a Titan, and then he did it again against Houston uh, the following week, and then the next year. So it's guys like that that are going to just have to be efficient when the, when the ball comes to them. Yeah, Vrabel's always talked about harped on um, getting six instead of three inside you know inside yeah. the twenty. So that's going to be something that he's not going to go away from this season. So especially and he's and he's, and he's not shy of going for it on fourth down either. He does not care. So. No, you. Hey, I saw a stat today. You'd be surprised. The Titans are one of the worst teams at not going for it on fourth down when they should. Really? Well, the playoff game last year. Yeah. Playoff game last year. True. It, yeah, because because they go for it. But if you think about it, I think it was two years ago against Tampa when Mike Evans had like seven hundred receiving yards in one game. That that was the that was the same time. And if the Titans kicked the field goal, they pretty much would have iced the game and they faked it. Brett Kern yeah. got rocked on the left side. So it's this thing, and then when they went for two in uh, in London against the Chargers, so I guess he's not afraid to go for it, but he just doesn't necessarily do it in the right times. That that just means uh, interim head coach uh, Stretch needs to make better decisions. Yeah. When, hey, and and the Titans hired an analytics department too. So yeah, finally, finally, um, yeah, literally. I do remember seeing a tweet early on at, pre, at training camp from I think Terry McCormick, it might have been John Glennon, um, and they mentioned I don't know why I thought about this, but I just did when we we're talking about um, faking it he said that you will see more trick plays from the Titans this season. Now take that with a grain of salt until we see it. We can't believe it, but that will be exciting though. If there's more, a lot more trick plays. And I'd like to see some on special teams. Wildcat formation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Something like that. So you could throw um, Chester Rogers and Akina back there. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. That's my first bowl prediction. I, I how many games in y'all did I call for the Dory Jackson touchdown? Never got it. Oh my gosh, dude. We got it, but they got called back every single time. So I'm hoping for a Chester Rogers touchdown this season, some way. Austin, sort of you've been calling, you've been calling that since before Chris it's was been on the so podcast. Long. Who was Chris the last? Team honestly, team. who was the last return? Was it Mariani? Mariani? Uh no, it was uh, Raynaud. AJ Brown. Oh, the, on, the onside the kick. Onside. Uh, kick. Okay. That's good. That's good. Mm. Did Darius Raynaud have one, man? Yeah, you know, no, I'm hey, sure he uh, Tommy right. Campbell did. Remember that Detroit game and it was like he scored a couple, the, the flip reverse. Tommy yeah, Tommy Campbell, Tommy was, Campbell was the truth, one. man. He was, yeah, he really Tommy was. Campbell was the truth. All right, one more Twitter question. Um, it's from Trevor at T Post Ma. Uh, Titans overall season predictions along with the week one preview. Well, thank you for segueing us, Trevor, because that's exactly what we're gonna talk yeah. about next. Shout out, Trevor. Um, is you guys want to do. Let's do bold predictions first. Hop into it. Let's go, man. It's like <laughs> yeah. some, we need some like uh, hype music right here to 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 lead us into the uh, bold based predictions. Based on based on something you just said, I think you and I are going to have a very similar one. So, ooh, let's start us off. Then. I don't think we will. All right, I'll I'll start us off. All right. All right. Um, so prediction number one: Titans lead the league in turnover differential for the second straight season. 
Uh, prediction number two, Titans have at least two special teams touchdowns. I like it. And number three, AJ and Julio combined for 2,200 yards. 22. I like so 11 it. each. 11 yeah. each. I like that. 11 each. Yep. I like it. What you got, what you got Austin? Titans win all six division games. Ooh, that's not too like much of a that. hot take. That is, I mean, I, I try to look it up today. I couldn't find. I, I I searched everything in Google. I cannot find the last time it happens or how many times it's happened. Um, but I don't know if it's happened a lot. I don't know if the Titans have ever done it. Is when when all their division matchups. So um, yeah, I feel like they, even when even when it was like we were dominating the division, I feel like we lost one or two a year. One of the Colts at least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was one of mine. I think the Titans should win this division easily. But there yes. are six games that pretty much can be handed to you because those teams are not up to par with the Titans. So there's six wins right there. Um, so the Titans win all six division games. Six Titans Pro Bowlers. I, have, I don't really know I like who they're going to be, but <laughs> six of them, okay? Um, there's only two last season, Derek and AJ. So I'm going to go six this season. And then last, the Titans have a top ten offense and defense. Oh, wow. So it's my Man, that's good. Those are bold, bold. Yeah. But that's why they're called bold predictions. Uh, I'm going to go – because they're super bold, because you, you don't have to be correct on them, but we would like to be correct on them. But the NFC West is probably going to be maybe the best division in football this year. Ooh. Titans are going to go 4-0 and against I'll, the NFC West That's this a year. good one, Brett. Titans are going 4-0 against the NFC West. Uh, I'm going to say that the Titans' defense – I'll bet you – what were they? What was the final stat last year? 28th? Total defense, 29th, something like that. Low. I bet you they're I bet you they're in the top half of the league this year. So I will say I'll just give it top 14, uh, which is a huge jump from from year one to year two. So uh sweep the NFC West, uh top 14 defense, and I I bet you they they probably average over 30 points per game again this year. I like it. We we I think in a few years past, we've been like super spe- specific for We have has 200 tackles. Whatnot. Yeah. Adore Jackson has a touchdown on special yeah. teams. I like what yeah. I think we I think we know what's at stake this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all went we went all team related, so I'm with it. Yeah, I, I, like I think last year, last year we did a lot of like two part predictions too, where like we did so and so gets so many yards and so many touchdowns. And I think that's just uh, shooting ourselves in the foot. So I think sure. last year Austin called for AJ and Corey to both have a thousand yards, which he would have had. Um, he did per Dude. a couple drops from Corey. So I'll never forget it, man. Yeah. Oh, so close. He had like two or three weeks to, to get that too. All right. So I, I'll start with the season prediction. Um, Titans go 12 and five in the first okay. Super Bowl ring in franchise history. I'm calling the fucking shot, boys. This is the year. Ooh. I don't ever say this ever in my life of being a Titans man. I have never Mm-mm. said they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't believe that. This is the year they do it, man. We're going to be fucking parading down Broadway. You sound like Harry Douglas. Hammered. Shit-faced. Chugging <laughs> tall boys. We're going to be on the, on the this boat. This is it. Dude. This is the year. On the bus. This is the year. No doubt. Holy cow. It's happening. I I, cause I wrote down 12 and 5 or 11 and 6, and I think that's going to happen. It's just so hard to call Super Bowl, man. I would, as bad as I want to. I I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ride with you, but I'm not gonna personally say it myself. If that makes sense. Oh, it's gonna. I'll, um, say, I'll but, say it for you. Go ahead. Uh, but no, but I, I. They they will win the division again, or they should win the division again. Yeah. Uh, twelve and five. That's 
12 and 5, 11 and 6 is going to be right there in that range, but it's definitely going to be enough to win the division. I had written down 13 and 4 with Super Bowl. So, <laughs> Chris has um, got my energy tonight. I'm right there with you. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited. Something just feels special, man. It just it's feels so, like something in there, man. It, it just feels like this could be it. Um, Jason Morton said the same thing, too. Yeah, and that he he I heard him talking about that, and he was like, "This is not something that I anybody that knows me knows I would never say this." Right. So Man, it's 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 like that, you know that that aurora that people speak about when there's just you can feel something going on, whether you're in the locker room or you're not there. It's it's kind of one of those things where you can just you kind of feel it coming, if that makes sense. I mean, and I'm gonna say like. I'm I'm glad that the Titans just went through the COVID situation that they just went through when yes. they did um, because that should help get those players through the season, right? So um, the fact that things are lining up that way, the fact that this is the most talented team this this uh, organization's ever had, mm-hmm. and the and the fact that the the best players are back um i i don't know some just feel titans special win, man titans win the super bowl i'm gonna cry oh. i'll probably i'll cry I'll, listen <laughs> i get i could probably if the titans win the super bowl i could probably shower in my tears i'm gonna be crying so much <laughs> i'll talk about i've always said i i got i have one tattoo i've always said that when the titans win the super bowl i'm gonna get a little small lombardi trophy on me oh, so that'd be cool it's my little, it's my little cool. the thing that i always remember yeah um so i'm, I'm gonna do that when, when, the one you happens. got to is in a good spot man if i if, yeah, if i ever got probably, one that's probably where i'll I probably get it somewhere over here too so yeah i haven't thought about it yeah but, um yeah like you say it's just something it's something feels special and i feel like the last few years this franchise has been in an upward trajectory they haven't had a losing season in five seasons now um it just Everybody that has come through this franchise has helped it get to this point right here. And I think that adding Julio Jones and a guy like that, a veteran like that, is going to propel this team into a deep, deep, deep playoff run and help it end with um, wearing Los Angeles holding up a trophy. A.J. Brown, man, he just has, like, the two healthy knees is is huge, obviously, but he has – it's something different about AJ this year. Like he got so obviously AJ's his, or I'm sorry, Julio is his, like his idol, his legend for him to learn somebody like that. You've seen it over. It's he's got a different energy. He's got an extra pep in his step for walking into the facility this year. And he had a big one walking into it the first two years, but this year it just something about AJ to me is something that this is, this could be the year. Cause AJ's already a star. I think this could be the year when you see AJ go from like star to like super, superstar. Like he becomes like the man. Cause he just has that different pep in his step this year. I think so too. Yeah, I'm stoked. And it all starts Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals, which is a, a – I love that opponent. I think it's great. Um, yes. Fun two teams on the come up. And uh, I put a tweet out a few weeks ago about my NFL season bowl, bowl takes too. And uh, last season, 2020, I had Kyler Murray for MVP. That didn't happen. Um, I think he's got a real shot again this season. I didn't bet on him. Be I didn't bet on him this season. But I my hot take was that the Cardinals won the West. You know, I could see that, and I think because my hot take was, if if it doesn't necessarily go that way, my possible hot take was Cliff Kingsbury is out of a job after this year. I don't know about that. I, 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 I think I, it would take 
like an 0 and 17 season for yeah, like I've gone like back three wins kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, the only reason that the only reason that has kept me from saying that just a little bit is because of the potential that's on this Cardinals team this year. It's almost like okay, you got this year, and if it's not good next year, then we move on. So that's why I've been mulling over the possibility of it. But if if they miss the playoffs, he's in definite trouble because he, I, he's got the mind for it. They just I don't know because it was the same way at Texas Tech. If you go down and look at the the Cardinals roster, it really is a good team. Um, it's a great team, top to bottom. Um, a few they've added some some really good players this offseason. JJ Watt, if the Titans were up against, um, you know, hoping to get JJ Watt early on, but that did not happen. Malcolm Butler, who has now retired, which I Man. hate for Malcolm because we're I do all too. Big no. fans, obviously. Um, AJ Green, who I think Cardinal fans think of him like we think of Julio Jones, is going to mm-hmm. be a second wind. Um, and it's still an elite receiver. I think there's a good chance. I really do. I think so, too, if he stays healthy, 100%. Um, Rodney Hudson, he's a center, came over from the Raiders in the trade. Um, Matt Prater, the kicker, Kelvin Beecham, and Jen James Conner, um, all for agency. And then I know this is going to hurt Chris. Austin, but his, yeah, Chris's boy, I mean. But his boy, David Collins, on the defense. Don't forget about Buda Baker. Buda Baker. He's not new. He's not new. I know he's not new, but. Right. And then he's they lost. stud, though. Buda yeah. Baker is a stud. Stud. Uh, and then they lost Patrick Peterson to the Vikings, Hassan Reddick, and then Kenyon Drake. So, three yeah, pieces I mean, they lost. That, uh, their biggest weakness right now is their secondary. Um, yes. Pretty oh much God. across the board yes. outside of Buda Baker. Um, that's, that's, a, that's something that Downing's really going to have to figure out how to take advantage of. Cause and I'm – the, go ahead. Their, their best starter at corner was going to be Malcolm. Uh, and now that he's retired, they're – they're they're really empty uh, in the cupboard there. So, and I'm you I'm gotta, honestly got to figure that out. I'm not impressed by their running back room either. Uh, James Conner's good, but he's not that he's not the it guy for me. I like him. I've always been a James Conner guy, but and Chase Edmonds is he's good too. There, but I think they are right now at least they're more dangerous in pass catching, which would be on the second and third downs than they are on the ground. Because if you send guys like that up the middle, then you're gonna have Tart and Simmons and. Evans and Jay on that I think are honestly just better football players in their running back room. So what scares me more about this Cardinals team is the way that they can air it out, especially against the new Titans defense. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than some people think just because maybe the defenses on both sides won't be necessarily all the way ready for the two high powered offenses. So it's not necessarily their defense or their, or their running back room that scares me, but it's just the ability that they have with their speed, their quickness and their ability to push the ball down the field. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'll go ahead, Chris. I, I did see the other day, and, and this makes total sense knowing his size, but uh, I think Kyler had the most uh, batted balls. He did. Uh, yes, he did. The, at the line last season. Uh, and we know Jeffrey Simmons feasts on that. So that that could come into play as well in that if Kyler can't get the ball high enough over the line, there might be some batted balls that, that this team can take advantage of. Yeah, I'm with you, Chris uh, or Brett. I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, like 34-27-ish kind of thing. Um, Titans are three-point favorites, and the over-under is set at 52. So, Vegas thinks it's going to kind of be high-scoring as well if yeah. it's there. So, um, I think both teams are pretty similar. Uh, really good quarterbacks. I do too. I really a lot do. of weapons. Obviously, they lack um, the, the, the running back, but what team doesn't? And then kind of an unproven defense. They, I mean, the, the Cardinals really have some some really good players in the defense. I love Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, obviously, uh, J.J. Watt, Buda Baker. Um, they got some they got some good studs on that side. Um, and the Titans do too. So I think it's going to come down to the passing game Sunday, like which quarterback can out-duel the other. Um, 
that's a good prop bet to have. Will a quarterback has more yards Sunday, Kyler? It is. It's, that's Ryan. what it's going to come down to. It really is, honestly. Because, I mean, we've seen – the Titans are going to have to <clears> – <throat> I mean, I know you all remember, two years ago, uh, not this past playoffs, but the ones before when the Titans went to Baltimore, that they the way they schemed for Lamar and holding guys on the interior, forcing him back on the inside, that's something that you're kind of going to have to do with Kyler, to be honest with you. Because yeah. if he gets outside, you know he can throw on the run. And you know he can run too, not to necessarily to the degree of Lamar, but he can still run, and it's it's scary good too. So he's it's going to be one of those where you're going to have to contain him on the inside because once he gets outside the numbers, that's when he becomes a lot more dangerous. The Titans should have the speed and strength to to play contain a little bit better than they did last season on defense too. Mm-hmm. So we we know they weren't able to contain uh, Lamar in the playoffs. So um, I think with the pieces they've added, they should be able to do that a little bit better. The the cornerbacks right now on the Arizona Cardinals depth chart, you got Byron Murphy Jr. and Robert Alfred as the starters. Yep. Behind them is Luke Barocco, Marco Wilson, and Tay Gowan. And that's their secondary right now. Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker as the starting uh starting safeties. It's that's dangerous amazing. for the Titans offense, like in a right. good way. Right. So I mean, if you if you're Arizona, obviously you didn't expect Malcolm to retire. Right. But you would feel a lot better if he's there because then that allows Buddha and Zabin and honestly Marcus Golden and Isaiah Simmons to have a little bit more freedom because they won't have to worry about as much about focusing on the outside and possibly across the middle too, depending on what the Titans do with the tight ends. But with no Malcolm there, that allows the Titans to open it up even more because it's going to be – should be at least be less physical secondary without Malcolm in there because you know how physical Malcolm can be, especially with his hands. So if, if the Titans can find a way like Chris, like you did too, Austin said earlier, to – push the ball down the field and knit and pick the secondary, it could be a very good day for the outside, for the outside receivers for the Titans. Yeah, and I, I think the the big uh, key for the Titans offense is going to be that third wide receiver, right? Who mm-hmm. who can take some of those – who can make some of those plays uh, when when Julio and AJ are both covered? Uh, if According to the depth chart, that's Chester Rogers is the third guy right now. So um, him or, or Reynolds or whoever's out there, if they can – if they can make some key plays, move the ball on third down, those sort of things, I think that'll be massive for the Titans offense. I, I think you see all the receivers used this week probably. Everybody's going everybody's gonna to have to get involved as well, I think. I think so too. Um, obviously, we all think the Titans are going to win every single week, so we kind of yeah. stopped, stopped <laughs> predicting that a long time ago. But we always talk about one bold prediction for the game Sunday. Um, Chris, you go first. I think Derek has 120 on the ground. Love it. Hmm. Right. That's. Like that. I mean, I think that's a pretty bold prediction because Derek yeah. usually doesn't start out super hot at the beginning of the season. So, no, I think that dude's ready to hit the ground running. I think so too. Um, I, hey, I, let's go. Sorry, go I, ahead. No, 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 no. Go, Chris. I really think in the back of his mind, he probably won't tell you, but I really think he wants to go back to back two thousand. I think that there's been so much talk around it, fan wise, that he he hears. Dude, it. I mean, I, I mean, dude, even even back to back to back Russian title. Yeah, that too. 100%. He's a Hall of Famer, dude. I think nice. if he does that, yes. he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer first for sure. ballot for sure. So, and I think he knows that. So, I I mean, I have no doubt that I mean that dude is is running uh, stiff arms on his own teammates in practice now. So. <laughs> well, hey, what a weird drill, man! <laughs> I was dude. That was a really weird drill to watch. I can't lie. But um, yeah, man, I think I think that dude is probably the hungriest he's ever been in his in his life, and that's saying a lot for a guy that's had two thousand yards rushing at at every level of football. So yeah, I like it. Uh, uh, I'm going AJ and Julio both score in Week One, uh, and if that happens, Nissan Stadium, 
I mean, I don't even know how to describe it, how insane it'll be. But AJ and Julio both score in week one. And I'm going to go with the Titans force at least two turnovers on defense. Like that too. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to go with you, Brett. I, I, I am geeked to watch Julio Jones in a Titans mm-hmm. uniform. Mm-hmm. I really am. Man, that's a guy we've all grown up watching and, and just idolizing from afar. Just like, I mean, he has been the, the, the elite receiver, like the guy when you think of NFL wide receivers is Julio Jones. And now he's a Tennessee Titans. I think I had, I think I had Julio as my keeper for five straight seasons. Of, <laughs> it's a fantastic pick. I mean, he was always there for you, always reliable. Um, I'm going there too. I'm going, Julio has over hundred yards receiving in one touchdown. So I like I think, it. I think he starts the year off right. And so can you, can you imagine the talk on Twitter? If Julio goes for, you know, 120 plus and a, and a score or two, Twitter will blow up. Especially Titans. Twitter. I'm so excited. Are y'all going to the game? I'll be there. Be there. No, Chris, I will be there too in 108. So if y'all are there at the game, come find me, come say what's up. Where are you going to be, Brett? <laughs> I'm going to be in the media center. Nice. Yes, sir. Yay. <laughs> Talk about the, it, man. The humble yeah. brag. The humble Talk, brag. Talk about it, 104.5. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be in the media center. I'll be uh, – check out check out and follow Titans Radio on Twitter. Boom. So, that's, boom, that's, boom. How, that's how I'll shoot it out. Um, all right, before we go, a few little things to talk about. Um, Titans wearing white on Sunday. That was a given, without a doubt. They're always wearing white pretty much the first couple games of the season. And then um, stay in your seats at halftime if you're going to the game because you will not oh, miss the TSU mm. Aristocrats. I love I love that halftime, bro. That's my favorite halftime performance every year. Every single year. Every year. It's the best. Mm-hmm. They are they are fantastic. So they are um, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best one of the season every time. So that and they usually do like the little mini uh, flight football games. Those are fun to watch. The those mini- are cool too. Yeah, y'all remember when they used to bring those those little BMX people out and they would yeah for sure that That was cool too. I like that a lot. So, but nothing beats the aristocrat. So never. All right, well, guys, this is fun. We covered a lot, and uh, it's only going to get better throughout the season. Hoping this time next week we're talking about a Titans W and starting the season off right. Um, For Brett Bachelor. For Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. You are listening to Second and Victory podcast. Get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Tighten up. Tighten Tighten up. up.